This podcast produced by 18 to 25 year olds was entirely recorded in the year of 2020 over Zoom calls down the phone and through WhatsApp voice messages. For this reason alone, audio quality may vary. Enjoy the ride. This is the High Frequency. Hello, welcome. My name is Fatima and in this episode of the High Frequency, we're going to unpack the London centrism in the UK music industry and the impact this is having on artists. in other cities. Now I'm a money girl, all right? I live most of my life in Manchester, but I did move to London for uni. And I remember whenever I tell anyone else from Manchester, the first thing they'd say was, hey, Bugsy Malone, 0161, money on the map. Which was cool, but it had me thinking, raw, is that the only person you know from Manchester? I can name hundreds of artists from London, but you can name one person. And what about Birmingham? What about Liverpool and all the other cities? So today, we're going to be looking into that. It's just like something tells me I've got to represent. Like, don't don't try and violate yeah. it. Like, in my head, I'm thinking to myself, yo, some of you Londoners don't respect money. Yeah, you man don't really. Yeah, <laughs> let me show you why you should respect money. Yeah. KSR is a soul R&B singer from Manchester, and I'm going to be chatting to him about his experience coming up in the UK music industry. I'm also going to be treating you to some of his banging tunes throughout the episode. Passion, passion Girl, I showed you love, but you're really acting It's passive and aggressive The way you think you're right, girl, you gotta pack it up But before all that, we're going to head down to the Midlands where our correspondent Alice Parsons talks to key figures in the music scene of her own hometown, Wolverhampton. The West Midlands has a rich music culture, but if you're a young person growing up in Birmingham or the black country today, starting a music career can seem like an impossible goal. I've lived in Wolverhampton all my life, and despite the talent and incredible mix of people, we always seem to get a bad press. Wolverhampton's been named the fifth worst place to live in the world, the least prosperous place in the UK. And apparently, when Queen Victoria travelled here by train, she was so offended by the city, she asked for the curtains in her carriage to be drawn. Despite all this, there are plenty of talented artists resisting the pressure to move to London, and not just establishing careers and achieving success, but killing it. I think so many people are just making a name for themselves. And making a name for the Midlands in the process. One of those is Vital, a rapper born and raised in Wolverhampton, who's travelled the world, sold out shows and performed with tons of big names, including Lotta Boys, Piney, Big Nasty and Wiley. Late night, thinking of a master plan between force. We were living in the captured land, but we were so man can't start my plans when I talk. The line talks and that's all. I caught up with him on Zoom to chat about his career, growing up in Wolverhampton, and how the next generation of youngsters can make it big outside London, especially during the pandemic. Then I roll for them every day and every week. Literally everybody in my area, and I know you know with Marines, but I I, I grew up in Dunstall. Um, everybody rapped, like everyone, like even people that didn't take it serious, everybody rapped. Being in school, 14, 15 years old, it's lunchtime. I went to Heath Park and uh, around uh, Heath Town and Park Village. Yeah, man, people just be rapping in the playground. So, you know, I'm not one to be in the background chilling, so I need to go write my rap. So, you know, I write my raps, come back and I'll just spit them. Oh, you know what I mean? Like that energy. And that energy is infectious, man. That feeling of creating something and getting a reaction. And and in the grind world, you call it a reload or, or, or a pull up or a wheel. So 
it was equivalent over that, but it was on that school playground. And then those feelings of like wanting to do something or getting a reaction from your friends, that's developed to wanting to tour the world. I know that I'm embedded in the city, so that's never a question for me. And, you know, I performed the other day, uh, gratefully, in a social distance show. The first thing I say is I'm from Wolverhampton. And the last thing I say is I'm from Wolverhampton. Like, it's it's embedded in my DNA, especially when we talk about music and, and performing and showing who I am. That'll never go. Um, and then on top of that, even though I live in London, my, my actual music sound is very Wolverhampton and very Jamaican, very the, the two things that I represent. So I just make good music that I feel is good music. And whoever likes it, likes it. Whoever doesn't, it's all good, man. There's like people in London in a poverty, uh, you know, driven area, people uh, in Wolverhampton in the same space. So I just feel like wherever it needs to be is where it needs to be. Um, but at the same time, a lot of people sit down and wait for things. I don't sit down and wait for anything. I've, I've been told from very young, don't wait for an opportunity, create one. So anything you see me do, it's created. It wasn't there for me beforehand. I love the hustle. I love the I love the uncertainty if I'm getting paid next week. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, so. Is it harder to make a career as a young artist these days? The thing is, I started with, with no monetary, like no money coming my way. So what's the difference? Like, do you mean, what's the actual difference? It's taken me... No, I tell you, like, I've always earned money from music, but it's been different increments. So when I first started, 14, I made £300. Year after that, I didn't make anything. Year after that, I did another, another CD, made £100. Year after that, did nothing. Year after that, made another CD, made £1,000. So it's like, it's it's very intermittent on how you make money regardless. There's a hustle to everything. Things will change. You have to adapt regardless. I am not out here making CDs in my in my mom's bedroom anymore because that is not what the market is requiring necessarily. But in the same breath, maybe it is, because if I did make CDs, I'll probably make more money from selling those than I would from streaming immediately. Anyone who's coming up, you can't let the situations in the current climate uh, deter you from being an artist. Do you think there's enough funding from the government for music? Where I come from, funding is not something you, you ask for. You have to be dependent on yourself regardless. I can't blame a government that never cared about me in the first place. I can't blame a government that is biased simply because humans run it. I'm a younger black man, so when I think about helping people, I think about the young black boys that that look like me. If I'm running an organisation or situation of, you know, I run the UK, then I can't think that way. I have to think about who needs the the access to the fund first. I have to think about who's going to depend on it. Is it harder to be successful if you're from Wolverhampton? Being from Wolverhampton, you're already like the, the, the 20th city. So I used to go Dudley and, and just get a little bit of love musically. I go Warsaw, Telford. And when I discovered Birmingham, this big epicentre of talent and opportunities and things to do, I was like, oh, done. To the point that most people from the Midlands think I'm from Birmingham who don't know me or who are not from Wolverhampton because the accent's very similar. Um, I know a lot of musicians there. Um, but when, I, when I've when i gone to like Manchester... I feel like there's a better infrastructure, but Birmingham or the Midlands, I've got to say the Midlands, or I've got to just say this black country, have a crazy amount of talent. Like, I'll put on shows and I'm like, I wish I could get all 10 of you on at the same time. And then a year later, there's 10 more crazy artists. And then there's artists that are really amazing, but have no social media footprint. So if you don't know them, you're just never going to know who they are, if that makes sense. And it's like, I don't even live in the area anymore. And I know there's new talent that, I, that I'm unaware of. And it's, 
it's just crazy to see but Lady Leisha, JK, Little Boys missed. Like I wouldn't I don't think they have suffered. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think they've figured it out. I think they've taken themselves to London when they needed to and have remained in Birmingham when they've needed to. And I think it's important to just say Cool, your surroundings are your surroundings, but surely you can find £20 to jump on a train to London and, and speak to someone outside of your area, you know what I mean? So the internet has allowed you to be from anywhere and sell a story or make up a, a brand for yourself and people will contact you if you look like someone who has got everything already set. The important part isn't really where you're from. I could have been anywhere and made similar music or the same kind of vibe, but something about that underdog energy of Wolverhampton allows you to feel more hungry because you know nobody's gonna give you any food. So you're gonna go get the food yourself, you know what I mean? I think if you're from a small city, you have a, a small obligation if you've you know done well for yourself to connect with the city, to allow people that were like you, to think like you, to think better than you, to do to do better than you. Because at the end of the day, I at this point in my in my age and life and career, maybe, maybe I can only go so far. So if I can leave some breadcrumbs behind me, the next person will pick them up and catch up way quicker than I did. People reach out to me and say like, Vital, thank you for just spending two minutes and, and teaching me or telling me or helping me or, or hearing me because a lot of young people just want to be heard. Do you think being black has impacted your career? I, I remember when I was in primary school, <laughs> up until like year three or four, I didn't realise I was black. Being black only impacted me externally from what people put on me. Being black myself has only ever helped me because... Like, with black comes this strong energy. Like, the melanin in my skin isn't just, you know, just colour. It, like, it, it rewards me, this this power. Like, being black, maybe it has impacted me, but I wouldn't know because it's so natural to me to work hard, ten times harder than the next person. It's so natural for me to not stop until the task is done. It's so natural for me to see pain and not react. You know what I'm trying to say? So, I think it has, and I think if I was the same person with a different skin colour and race I probably would have got further doing less so this, that's that's the saddest part really but yeah What advice would you give to the next generation? Okay I'm going to give two pieces of advice the first one is a blunt one and this one will help you when you start feeling sorry for yourself and it's simply work harder, nobody cares that's, I've, I've, been, I've heard that for years now and anytime I'm like oh, I'm not where I should be I'm like well nobody cares so work harder work harder until someone cares if that's what you want so work harder nobody cares and the other one is really ask yourself what are you doing and if you're happy to be broke for the rest of your life yeah because if you're happy to be broke for the rest of your life in what you're doing then go hard go crazy question yourself is it integrity you care about or is it money because if it isn't integrity you'll make money because Things come to people all the time, but you will lose your integrity, aka you'll be chasing the money forever. And rather than trying to chase these things, break down how how are you moving towards these goals? Is it is it right for you? Is it is it working for you? Because we're from Wolverhampton, we know what it's like to not have any infrastructure or any opportunities, so we have to create them ourselves. And I think it's important for you to understand and know how powerful it is at the start. So when you start moving further and further on, it allows you to know like the influences that you're actually picking up and creating and giving off as you go. And please don't let, you know, outside or external energies stop you from finishing this task. You know what I mean? That's all I got. <laughs> yeah.
What the rise in the mind It's the pain that I hide And it flows in the tide So I show you a mind Man, I'm good for the time Cause my family's alright Now we're stuck inside We have to Underfunding has only been getting worse In the Covid era With crucial money not finding its way To parts of the country That are most affected by the pandemic With venues and organisations Working in music Closing down due to a lack of revenue How are our young people Coming up in the music industry Meant to make their mark? One of the ways young people can receive support when starting out is through youth centres and music projects. Beats Bar Music Studio in Wolverhampton has been nurturing the next generation of artists for the past six years, providing them with advice and management from those who've worked in the industry, as well as the equipment and facilities to record, practice and perform. They also run workshops, offer work experience and run classes at schools around the area. I dropped into the studio to chat with John Paul and Ryan to find out what Beats Bar has to offer the youth of Wolverhampton. I am an advocate for Wolverhampton as a city. That's John Paul. I really only want to push Wolverhampton artists, Wolverhampton talent, mainly because we. I don't feel like there is enough platforms that are solely for pushing them. I see Birmingham, they have their own infrastructure. I see London, they have their own thing. But I feel that Wolverhampton hasn't got that infrastructure and they haven't got that collective of people who are in every industry, whether it's the the artist manager, the the promoter. The, the, the. So when people do say, I want to be in this music thing, they don't want to have to go to London or have to go to Birmingham to, to get those opportunities. I want us to have it all in-house. So I do think Wolverhampton has got a lot of talent. We've got the likes of Scarlord, SX, um, TRC, DJ, all of these big names who have all come from this city. Coming into this place, like I said, they've made me feel welcome as a family. I ain't had no problems since I've come up here. That's Ryan. Yeah, I've met loads of wonderful people. They've helped me. I've helped them. And also, you know, I've seen them do some amazing things as well. Even growing up, you know, I used to hear Wolverhampton's name a lot. But like I said, you know, it's like people just don't get credited enough. So that's why I make it an effort myself, knowing where I come from as an outsider, what I've heard, what I've seen growing up, and make sure it gets the recognition it needs. Because this studio has helped me. I went on a music video shoot when I shot a video shoot for George Smith. Now, I'm not really the greatest with certain, you know, admin side of stuff. So this is where I come and phoned John and said, John, can you help me with this? You know, I was a bit amazed, like, I've come back, like, wow, this, where you been? You know, I'll just come back out of the blue with something like this. And then he helped me, you know, get paid by telling me what I needed to know, invoicing. So, like, like, so then that's when I had a conversation with him and said, look, whatever I'm going to try and do, can you help me with it? And then that's when we've ended up basically just emerging together with what he's going on and what I'm going on with. And that's how I got involved with Beats Bar. Um, it, was a, it was a saying that he said when I met him, actually, it was called Before the X Factor. And I get that feeling when you come in the building because you've got a studio, you've got a radio station, rehearsal and you've got rehearsal rooms, as well as a dance studio, and, and you've got a place where you can actually perform live mm-hmm. with a proper system. So to me, that's just a circuit of... It's, it's like a factory you're already built for stars to come out of you know what I mean so that's what it attracted me to it to carry on pushing what was already here do you think the council does enough to help young musicians in Wolverhampton the council have been very helpful in 
bringing us forward um, and they have been giving us funding because we've been here for six years so every time there's a new MP I always invite them down and they always come <laughs> they want to jump on the drums and they want to get into the studio and have a little bit of a play so it's really good that we're that we're still getting support from the council and um, it is a shame that there isn't a lot of money but where there is money they do tell us about it and they do do give us some so that's quite good we could have more though <laughs> I see opportunity in everything and I believe that there are lots of opportunity for artists to get their music out there if they get their head down. One thing about me and Ryan, we're workers. We understand that there are many people and young people who don't see opportunity where yeah, there like is. We've, like we've been through many obstacles where we're going to do something and thinking about it, it's like, nah, you know there's no way you're going to pull that off but then take away that side and think you know what let's just try mm -hmm. how hard is it to contact someone at you know in their office mm -hmm. and ask them a question if they tell you no at least you made that first attempt but it's that no it's what you do after you get the no anytime we hear about there being funding opportunities for young musicians we put it on our page we let people know guys apply for it if they need help applying for it come guys we'll put on a workshop and we'll help you write your bid so we're showing them that there are opportunities but they have to help themselves as well we can't be helping somebody who's just waiting for a handout we've got to see that they're trying are there opportunities for young people in 2020 there's no structure in Broome, let's just be honest. There is no structure in Birmingham. For actual singer, there's setups for them. But it's the narrative for the rappers, and I think yeah. this is where it needs to be clear, <laughs> that there's nothing for rappers <laughs> in the place. When it comes to the urban scene, there's nothing for urban people. Mm. If you want to be very clear, if you want to talk about black people, I don't think there's nothing for them in Birmingham. Mm. But, but I will also go back to what we were diverging. Sometimes it's the people as well who's not allowed this scene to flourish because of <laughs> whatever bad politics behavior, there probably and then, politics yeah 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 so maybe yeah it's a bit of both yes there may not yeah. be enough opportunity but then there may not be people taking the opportunities as well <laughs> yeah so yeah sorry yeah so there is opportunities yeah you know what i mean like you can't what people will say is, oh, you have to go London to make it, but there's people in Birmingham that have made it. Lots of infighting, people not liking each other, not wanting to work together. Well, it's, 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 it's foolishness, foolishness to me, mm. but then it's people that have got power or people that have got a certain voice who have got the following that people will listen to saying the wrong information mm. and not being honest about what's actually going on. So if London's the only place you can make it, what am I doing here? <laughs> I'm in the wrong place. But that's a lie because I know I've seen many things happen, whether it's Broome, Wolverhampton, other areas. Things have happened. I've been in contact with people where I've had to get a contact from London about people about my own area. I've gone to events from people in London mm -hmm. and I live in Birmingham. There's people that I know. <laughs> it's very confusing. Come to Beats Bar and we will show you where you can learn because that's the first thing. You have to learn. And, and also work on your craft as well yeah because if your craft isn't what people want to hear if it's not at a level because you haven't been practicing in a rehearsal room you haven't been trying out different sounds in a studio and you're thinking that you that you know everything and all that you're limiting yourself the the threat of being the best you can be is being satisfied that where you are is enough yeah it's like having a remote control 
but only knowing about two of the functions of the remote control. You need to know of all of the opportunities. You need to know everything about the, your industry. You need to check out all your competition, see where you are at in your sound, in your mixing. It's just about educating yourself. Knowledge is power, and that's in every field. Um, and getting experience yeah. as well. You have to get the experience. Like yeah. most things you want to do, it's not theory. Yeah. Like me, I love to give people experience. So this is why I have to like respect beats about all the way because they actually make me go out there and do the practical side of stuff. Exactly. <laughs> we don't. We don't just talk. We don't it just to talk you. it to we'll me. Say, we say go and do it, and, and that's, that's why I've been able to be more confident in myself. Yeah. yeah. The theory thing. It ain't always <laughs> not always there. So so if we was to bring a young person in now, they'll speak to John. John will teach them, you know, what they need to know about the studio, songwriting, um, you know, setting up your PRS, social media content, having content, just all that. And then when they come to me, go in the live field. I just put you through. Some people in the music business say you only get one chance. I'll give you many. Yeah, but don't be late though. But don't be late. <laughs> <laughs> Like Alice, I also got the chance to chat with an artist from my own city. R&B and soul singer KSR is creating a huge buzz in money right now. He's recently been listed as a Blues 100 project artist and he's just released his second EP, Take Control, so go listen to that. He's supported artists like Etta Bon, Children of Zeus and The Mouse Outfit, so I was really excited to chat to him. Introduce yourself, tell us a bit about yourself and like... Who you are, basically, and what your sound is about. And my name is KSI with a box brackets and spaces. I'm from Manchester. I'm 22 years old. What else? And I'm an R&B, R&B and soul singer. Yeah, you've got a new EP out, right? Take Control. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I love that. I had to listen to it a couple of times. It was sick, giving yeah, me, like, really slow, Frank Ocean-y, like, that kind of vibe. How would you say Manchester has influenced your sound? A lot. You know, I can name the likes of King Kai, Children of Zeus, um, Barry Black, Lay, Full Stop. There's so many artists from Manchester who have influenced me in like so many, so many ways from ly- lyrically to vocally. From time to time, you can actually hear it. And then when we do collaborate as well, it's even a better thing because we can, we kind of like bounce off one another. Yeah, you get each other's like vibes on the same wavelength sort yeah. of thing. They started off like just recording music at home, you know, just I had a little small little setup. And then um, I just started, like, recording, putting up on SoundCloud and stuff. And then eventually, Children of Zeus got a hold of it, you know. So then from there, it was like, oh, we're going to take you under our wing. Like, we want to show you how this music game actually works, blah, 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 blah. So for me, it was a little bit, like, different. They kind of just took me under their wing. They kind of nurtured me to be the artist I actually am today, you know. So And I always thank them for that. What would you say is, like, special about... The Manchester music scene. So like the London music scene, everybody in the UK is familiar with that. Whereas with Manchester, only if you're from Manchester would you get it or would you know about it? So how would you describe it to someone who's not from here? I think it's more in the sense of like how we approach a lot of things. So again, musically, I feel like a lot of our music is very, very chill, relaxed, but it also tells our own story. It's, it's, again, it's not the same as if you listen to someone that's from London, for example. But I'm not saying that we're not influenced by that, but I'm just saying that we, but we kind of put our own little twist on our side, I guess. Yeah. I'd say our scene is like very small as well and like very interconnected. So everybody, it feels a bit like a family. Like everybody yeah. knows each other. You can't hide from one another. Everyone's going to see 
each other eventually. So Yeah, no, that's true, 100%. What would you say, like, is a, not a disadvantage, but yeah, kind of like a challenge that comes with not being from a capital city? If you're not in the capital, you're not nobody, but you're just not kind of given the same Yeah, respect. you're kind of just like left behind yeah. or like, it's like, if you're not here, then you're not popping. That's the end of that. Like, as in... I definitely agree with, with that. With London, we're all watching. We're all watching what they're doing. We're all seeing what's coming out of there, basically. Whereas with Manchester, and I'd say even just other cities outside of London, yeah. Birmingham's getting a little bit more of sh- a bit of a shine now. But yeah, I feel like if you're just not from London, then it just, it's a lot harder to get yourself noticed. So like, I'm not trying to hear all of that. Like yeah, until yeah, yeah. you, until you make it big, until you really like, you know, reach the H and the Bugs and Malones. And that's when they're like, okay, hold on. You guys are all right. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. It is true. Like I never went with that kind of like mentality. Like, oh, I want to be accepted by London. Like really and truly, until this day, I still have this mentality where I'm like, I just want to make great music. Like, I want to make great music with so many people that I come across. And even if it's people that I felt that were so far-fetched, but I can actually, you know, I can actually do it now. Growing up, I've always like looked up to Bond and was my idol. So, like, now being able to consider her as a friend, now it's like, it's mad. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's so mad, but... Obviously, me and her have never really made music together. And at the same time, I'm not in a rush to make music with her. I'm just more aghast that we're friends. That's my idol. I've always, like, looked up to her and thought, yeah, one day I'll make music together. But really, Julie's like, yeah. one day um, we could be friends. That's that's just how it is. So I'm not thinking, oh, I need to be accepted by yeah. Londoners. Because at the end of the day, I appreciate every Londoner that listens to me or, or anyone that's from down south or from a couple that listens to me because... You know, that means my music is travelling and I'm getting that kind of reaction. Would you say it's getting any easier for regional artists to make it a bit more nationally? Nah, I think it's harder. It gets harder every time. Like, some days I just think to myself, like, yo, we're breaking through. I also still believe, like, it's hard for some weird, weird, weird reason. Like, I find it very, very strange. Like, like if you're not popping, not, not a lot of people will pay that much attention. Again, like, you got to just keep fighting. Like, music's, music's never that easy, you know? Like, it's, it is going to be a grind. Like, it takes a while to kind of break through. And I'm, I don't, I still don't believe I'm, I've even broken through, you know? Like, I still believe I'm still having to find my way through a lot of things. But it's that process that you have to kind of enjoy, like... It's not easy. Like, if you enjoy the process, then you'll understand, like, by the time you get to that point where you want to be, you'll appreciate it a lot more. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I've seen a lot of people say, like, regional artists say that it it was harder and now it's been, not that it's made easy, but it's a little bit easier with, like, the internet in a way because, like, just through Twitter, Instagram, TikTok now, you can reach someone's living room without you having to really, like, back in the day, you had to go out and, like, burn CDs and then, like, you're on roads trying to, like, (laughs) shut them out to people. Whereas that's not really the case anymore. Now you could just send your link to your SoundCloud or link to whatever. You can put your music on Spotify, on Apple Music, and it's a lot easier for people to reach. In that sense, yeah. Good thing we have social media, in it, like, because obviously news travels faster, um, images and videos travel faster, so, like, you can create a buzz through that. I believe it's rare at the same time for someone to just, like, pop up from, like, a Twitter video or a TikTok video. It is one of those things when you do come across someone through, like, social media and you see, like, oh, they're just doing their thing consistently. Like, they didn't just have one video and just, like, kind of lift off that one video. It's several videos that are actually out there. And then that one video may catch the buzz, but then everyone's got to go backtrack. What's your relationship been with London as an artist? It's been great. Like, honestly, I enjoy London a lot. 
like when it comes to performing in London, yeah, like, something just takes over. Like it's just like something tells me I've got to represent. Like don't don't try and violate yeah. it. Like in my head, I'm thinking to myself, yo. Some of you Londoners don't respect money. The you man don't really. Yeah, let me show you why you should respect money. Yeah, let me. Like, yeah. And I just, I just take off and like, that's it. I don't, no, I don't sick. look back. I just kind of be like, yeah, I'm, I'm rolling with it. Have you felt like a pressure to move there at all? Because, you know, just the industry's there, like whatever, labels, studios, like you said, like big shows are there. Have you ever felt a pressure to move? No, I've got, we've got a train. If you really want me, just book. Just hit me up. Oh yeah, we've got to say, all right, cool, I'm coming. I'm only coming for like a day or two. Obviously, like I said, I've listened to the album and I really love it. And I've also listened to some of your old stuff. Like for example, I absolutely love Head Loss, yeah, because I'm a big J. Cole fan. Yeah. So I felt, I heard the thing straight. I was like, yes, got that apparently thing going on. But what I loved more about that as well is like, I felt I can hear your Manny accent coming through a lot more like yeah. back then as opposed to now. Like with a new album, <laughs> my accent is watered down a bit. I'm hearing a bit more oh. American. So what's going on with that? Like, nah, do you know what? Even when recording it, like James, my manager, I was like, yo, I cannot hear the Manny accent. And then, he was like, all right, cool, I'm going to pick out this phrase. He was like, free from this pain, free from the struggle. And like, he always mentions the struggle <laughs> bit, and I'm like, oh, I hear it now. I hear it. Are you conscious of your accent at all when you no. sing? Does that make sense? Don't wear near it. The only time you ever hear my, like, my money accent is like, if I'm kind of trying to bar a little bit. So like, again, with Headless, like, free from this pain, free from the struggle. Yeah, love and peace is my daily hustle. Yeah. That's kind of when it breaks through, really. But, like, besides that, it ain't coming, it ain't coming out. Would you say, like, our accent is one of the things as well that makes it more difficult for it to travel outside? With the likes of H, Bugsy Malone, IMDDB, Children of Zeus, with those artists, they've kind of set the standard now where it's like, yo, Manchester is the place. It doesn't matter about our accent. It's generally just about the music. Like, we can create good, good music now. So, no, I, I, I think now the accent thing doesn't stop us at all. A lot of people do find our accent, like, very attractive. So I'd, I'm happy with that. But we can still get the kind of a better heat, you know? Yeah, the, you accent. know what? It depends on how strong. You know, some people have the mad... I don't think neither me or you have a very strong accent. But you know what? Let's go back a bit. Tell us a bit about how you started out. Yeah, I started when I was 17. Sang all my life, like started singing when I was like four or five. When I was like 17, obviously I bought my whole like equipment, music equipment. I remember like working my first summer job and all the money I got from there, I just like got myself an equipment. So I looked for a little home studio. And then, like I said, I just started releasing music on SoundCloud and I kind of set myself a task. I was like, every month I will release a song. Like that wow. was my goal. Every month I would release at least one song and then eventually going back on my, on my old hard drive, I must have had, like, over, like, 200 songs just there chilling. And I was so, like I, to be fair, I, I, was, I was quite surprised with myself, you know, that, that at being 17, not really knowing how to write as much, but, like, I knew how to just form a song, should we say. If I wanted something, I knew I was able to get it. Like, if I put on my to, I knew I was able to get it. Obviously, my parents weren't really willing to spend, like, over, like, 2K to get me equipment. They're just going to think, yo, I'm spending 2K on my son 
to do this music thing. Yeah. And I'm not even these times, not even pen- <laughs> these times I'm not even bringing pennies. Like, yeah, yeah, you do it yourself, and it it was long, but it was so worth it. Like, I look back at it now and think, yo, I actually done all this when I was seventeen. Just to yeah, to plan and like know what you enjoy. Like from a young age, I just proper rate that. With our like parents, you know, like first generation kids, yeah, like it's even <sighs> even harder for you to get into the creative industry. Ain't no way they're trying to hear. I want to oh. do music. Or I want to do <laughs> presenting. Or I want to do. <laughs> They're not taking what, that seriously one bit. Do you know what? Yeah, I've like so I have a slight story. Um, Go ahead. So between myself and my dad and it, like it was very, 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 like very, very bad. We're good now, and I'm like I'm always down to talk about what happened between me and my pops. Like week in and week out, he was always telling me like you go in university and blah blah blah. Yeah. And I remember so obviously I signed up, went to university for the term, and I remember coming back home. And I was, like, convinced I'm not going back. Like, I remember even telling my tutor, I'm not going back. Like, I'm done. I'm done with university. Wow. I'm pursuing music. That's it. And as I yeah. said, I said, you're going to see me doing tours, blah, blah, blah. blah. So I remember so coming terrible. home, I didn't tell my parents. I didn't tell I didn't tell anyone. I just didn't go in it. So, like, I remember waking up the next day, looking up in the scene, and it's like, yeah, I'm staying in bed. Forget it. I'm just staying in bed. So my dad's coming. He's like, oh, have you not got uni today? I was like, I do, but I ain't going. I'm going to be real. I'm not going. And, you know, from there... That's brave, you know? Nah, I know it's brave, but, like, <laughs> I was very assertive. Like, music is just, for me, I'm not doing university. Mm. Like, I'm not putting myself through debt to then, like, feel like I may not even get the job that I actually wanted. Well, for him to be like, oh, yeah, my son's in university doing this, this and that. I wasn't about that. I don't want to be, like, kind of a trophy for my pops to kind of show off in that kind of way. If I'm not happy in that sense. I feel like we have... Yo, yo, honestly, I feel like we have the same dad. (laughs) 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 I quit. I literally just quit on uni. And then week went by. I'm doing tours. I'm doing my first tour. Um, Oh, my day. Straight away? Yeah, straight away. I did it. Uh, no, that's uh, sick, man. You got to prove your point mad quick. <laughs> Super quick. <laughs> Super quick. Like, I was supporting the mouse outfit. And um, the class that I was in, in university, all of them turned up. Like, I was like, yeah, this is me. It's my job now. This is what I do. Off the back of that, what advice would you give to, like, young people going into the industry now, like, who wanted to become an artist, especially ones from Manchester? Just, I just, I say... Be yourself in it. Like, at the end of the day, nobody likes someone that's just fake. Like, if you're not yourself at the end of the day, like, what are you trying to um, sell to people, you know? Like, what are you actually trying to show people that you're a fake person? I'm not going to lie, that's not Manchester. I'm just talking from a Martin Keenan perspective. Like, we're not fake people. We're genuine people at the end of the day in it. So, like, I say show your true colours. People may hate it, people may like it. But if you're being true to yourself, then that's that's all that matters. That's how I see it. So that applies to everyone. I won't just say Manchester um, or Mancunians. It actually does apply to everyone. And be open to try new things at all times because you just never know what, what door is going to open for you, you know? Like, I tried drum and bass. <laughs> and I'm in love with that. Like, I, I'm in love with that scene. Like, <laughs> wow. The, the amount of doors that's opened for me just to get in. Like, I'm doing sessions with people I never expected to even get in with yeah definitely say be yourself and be open to um trying new things at all times be active 
on your socials as much as possible. Like, never be afraid of sending emails to people you really want to work with. If that's with PR, if that's with another artist. Listen, the worst thing that can ever that can ever happen is that they would just say no. It's a, like no is nothing. Like, just make sure your your things just popping off in it. Like, then you're all good. But I definitely say be um, active on your socials. Be active musically trying to release music at, at all times you know even if you think you sound dead now it don't matter you're bound to grow you're bound to develop into a better artist you just want to show people that you're here you're in the scene that's kind of the best thing to do right now yeah definitely and I think that's these are some good points for like especially being in like a pandemic right now and we can't really get about as much so doing things like releasing on Lying and like keeping active on your socials is something that people can do even like with everything that's going on with COVID. Yeah. How would you say like, how how do you say COVID impacted you though? Like how did it impact your journey? Honestly, um, I just treat it as a time to relax, to be fair. Like I didn't touch music. Fair enough. I love the positivity. Um, <laughs> I wasn't working with my side job. I wasn't working. So I had a lot of time to just chill, kind of go on my thoughts. Don't get it twisted. There were days where I was like very in my feelings but like it was a time for me to just chill I was inactive and it was good for me because I just wanted to just bash game honestly yeah I just wanted to play <laughs> game up day and night chill with my friends whilst we're online like that was me to be fair yeah did you miss the shows though did you miss doing shows and stuff like that I miss performing so much <laughs> oh my god like I'm <laughs> it's that bad yeah all the shows that I've recorded on my phone like I've just had to like play them just to kind of understand like wow is <laughs> oh that's cute honestly I really do miss performing a lot hopefully we'll get that soon I, I was sitting somewhere the other day and everything around me if you got rid of it I'm just in an empty room with nothing in there arts is not just rapping and dancing and singing it's, it's you know, the creative process of making anything beautiful that allows you to come out of your depression, allows you to, ex, you know, see life in a, in, a, in a beautiful way. What continues to get people through this pandemic is watching films, TV, reading books, listening to music. So it's so mad to me that the government is always undermining the arts. Take up yoga, you'll find it beneficial, man. And what stuck with me from my conversation with KSR was, because of the lack of the government support for artists, there's this need for artists to come together and form their own communities. Also making bangers outside the capital, Grove, who you'll remember from episode two, continues to grow inside of Bristol's vibrant arts culture. We heard from them about what makes Bristol special, future developments in UK music, and how the national scene might progress. In Bristol, I feel like the opportunities for artists, there's a super wide net of different things that artists can do and different lineups that artists can be a part of. With a lot of lineups, it's like, okay, post-punk band headlining, we're going to have three other post-punk bands. What I like about Bristol and these certain people within Bristol is it's like there is a drag artist headlining. Let's have a hip hop artist and then let's have a pop artist and let's have like this other genre of artists. And I really like multi-genre lineups are the thing to be doing moving forwards, like a well curated multi-genre lineup. Yeah, developing inside Bristol has been really, really incredible for me. So I came from 
Cheltenham, which is a very just like homogenous area, there's lots of the same music going on. But coming to Bristol, in terms of like development and having people like Saffron around to be able to support and to guide and to just have the space in general to be able to express uh, yourself authentically without having to worry like, oh, where will this fit in? Where will this fit in? I think that is invaluable in terms of growing as an artist. From the limited amount of time I've spent in London, I feel it's a lot more saturated. So in terms of young people being able to explore their artistic ideas, I imagine it's just harder to get a platform to to do that. Uh, that said, I know that the Roundhouse has some really, really incredible programs on for young people. So I think that is definitely a space in which young people can, can explore their ideas. In terms of Bristol, I feel it's a lot more community centric. So it feels like all the open mics and the venues and all of these things are linked. So it's like not just like, oh, you just keep going to open mic and 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 nothing. It feels like, oh, you go to open mic and then you meet this person who's linked with this venue and then you meet this person and then you collaborate with this person, which I can imagine is very, very good for young people. And there's lots of different scenes going on as well. Saffron's got a load of different development programs like uh, learning Ableton, learning Logic, learning DJing, being mentored, like all these different things which are invaluable again to young people. I view the UK's music scene not as London-centric, I guess because I, I've listened to lots of Portishead and Massive Attack and like Mungo's Hi-Fi, which are like Bristol and Glasgow and then it's like Manchester artists as well, Birmingham artists. I think maybe previously things have been very London-centric, but I feel like each individual city now is garnering its own flavour to share with the world. And I'm hoping, I'm, I guess I'm not too aware of how international things go, but I would hope that all of these different pockets of cities uh, have their own spotlight. London isn't the only way. London is ex it's, it's flipping expensive, man. <laughs> For me, I think it's important that we start to recognise talent in our own local areas. It's up to us as music listeners to support local artists. So if there's one thing you can take away from this episode is go and stream music from artists in your local area, go to their gigs, share their projects online and buy their music and merch. Because if we really want to see the music scenes in our own cities flourish, then it's up to us to invest in it. The way you think you're right, girl, you gotta pack it up. Thank you for listening to The Higher Frequency. Thanks so much to KSR, Vital, Beats Bar and Grow for chatting to us on this episode. My name is Fatima Rahuma. Big up our journalist Alice Parsons and our producer Tara Lily Klein. The Higher Frequency is a youth music podcast led by Femi Oriogan Williams from Boldface. Notion Magazine is the official media partner. Next time on The Higher Frequency. I don't like the term female rappers as like, yes, we're women who, who rap. That's all it is. There's a lot of barriers to entry for women, period, regardless of race, right? There's variety, and the more you mix room for variety, the more that grows. But when you only see one type of thing, it kind of makes you feel like this is how I should be or this is the only thing that's available, so this is what I have to do. White female artists get to exist as they are and get to dip within the genres that they like to. Black female artists have to fit into a certain box. Yeah.